This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Here's your host, Mike Boyle. Well, hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today on this episode of Salesforce Simplified. We are delighted to have as a guest, Diane Helbig. She is the Chief Improvement Catalyzer, and, and I love that, at Helbig Enterprises. And she's here to talk about the world of sales, what companies are doing right, and wrong these days within their sales departments. Uh, we're also going to get some tips on effective sales productivity and bringing deals to a close. And uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk specifically about sales from a retail perspective, what's changed for retailers and consumers as a result of the pandemic, you know, what people want to buy and how the pandemic has changed the way retailers bid for their business via personalized journeys and some more things too. So welcome, Diane. It is a pleasure to have you here today. It is a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get started, I want to tell our audience just a little bit about you, if that's okay. Sure. Well, in addition to Diane's work at Helbig Enterprises, Diane is an internationally recognized business and leadership development advisor, author, award-winning speaker, and workshop facilitator. And as a certified professional coach and president of Seize This Day, which focuses on guiding small business owners through strategy development and implementation, Diane helps businesses and organizations operate more constructively and profitably. Additionally, Diane uh, is an author of the book Succeed Without Selling, which offers a straightforward common sense and clear guide to the sales process. And Diane also hosts her own podcast, Accelerate Your Business Growth. So do you sleep, Diane? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Let's just start at the top of the sales department with sales managers. What are they getting wrong? Right and wrong. So what are they getting right? Some of them, uh, what they're getting right is that they understand that sales is about relationships and that it's important for their salespeople to be out having conversations with people who may or may not be prospects. They also, the ones that are doing it right, also understand that continuing to nurture those relationships is really important. So it's just not hunt and kill. It's hunt, kill, nurture, because more business comes from those relationships. I would say the ones who are doing it wrong are the ones who are expecting their salespeople to behave in ways that are unnatural for that salesperson. That they're sort of, they're saying, do it my way. It worked for me. So do this. And that behavior, it isn't right for that salesperson. And so they try, they struggle, they don't succeed, they leave. And there's that revolving door thing in the sales department that actually negatively impacts the company on a huge level. I mean, outside of the cost of that, there's a reputation cost that goes along with it. Do you have any top of mind tips that you could share for struggling companies who uh, are listening to us today to increase their sales productivity and, and bring those deals to a close? Sure. I think my biggest tip is listen more than you speak. Ask really meaningful questions and make sure you get answers to them. I think a lot of times the reason why salespeople aren't able to close is because they might ask a somewhat um, uncomfortable question like about the budget. And when the prospect doesn't answer it, they move on instead of really going to that topic and understanding that, you, you know, the salesperson has to know the answers to all of the questions 
in order to be able to propose accurately. So make sure that you're asking the questions. And if the prospect is uncomfortable answering it, ask them why. You know, this is about a relationship. So you're allowed to say, could you help me understand why this is a subject that you don't feel comfortable talking about or that you don't feel comfortable sharing with me? Because in order for me to determine whether I can help you or not, I need to know the answer to this. You know, I'm sure, Diane, in, in your role in, in consulting companies, you, you probably along the way have helped companies actually hire individual salespeople. Has that changed in the last couple of years in terms of the kind of person that you think fits the bill? Okay. So that's such an interesting question. I, I So I don't think my viewpoint has changed. I think what companies have realized they need has changed. And so now what, thank goodness, a lot of companies are looking for are those people who understand it's not one and done. It's not churn and burn, you know, that their job is not to be slick and eloquent and persuasive, that their job really is to partner with the prospect to problem solve. And that, you know, it is about the relationship and that's what sets the company in the best possible light. So they, they are looking for a different kind of salesperson. And thank goodness, because it's more effective. Let's uh, switch gears here a little bit and, and go into the retail space. Can you talk a little bit about how people are buying in today's market and how retailers can better target those consumers? So because of the pandemic, some buying behaviors have changed. Some have not, but but some have. So it's like it was in 2008 when people started saying, okay, I'm going to buy what I need, but the things that I want, I I can hold off on. So buyers are discriminating between what can they live without and what do they absolutely, what what are the must-haves? They're also in an environment where some things are hard to get. Some of the things they need are hard to get. So they're looking for retail locations that are problem solving. So it's changed from you come on in. If I have it, I have it. You know, I try and have good inventory, whatnot. And if I have it, that's great. If I don't, you know, then it's not something that we sell. That's changed. And what buyers are looking for is the retail location to help them find that product or help them get that thing or a reasonable replacement for that thing and to really understand what the consumer is going through and and helping them meet those needs. So we have things like curbside you know, pickup or free delivery on some things so that the consumer can decide, do I want to go in the store or would I really rather just pull up and have you throw something in my trunk? We have some retail locations that are connecting with their, their clients on a more like visual, let's have a conversation. What is it you, you need? Let me show you what we have. So if I don't want to come in the store, could you send, show me a video tour of what's going on in your location so that I can see something, I can ask you questions about it, and then we can figure out how I'm going to get it. So retailers have a lot of options. I think they need to expand their thinking on how they deliver. 
from a technology perspective, what advice would you have for retailers today to create a better personalized journey for their customers? I mean, should there be like a checklist? You know, Mr. Retailer, you need to do this, 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 and this. I don't know so much about a checklist, but I think the retailer needs to really think about their customers and who their customers are, how their customers buy, and what their customers want. And because of technology, the the retailer really can create a personalized experience. So I'll give you an example of, of what I'm thinking. If if I'm a retailer and I've got consistent, uh, I've got return customers and I know them, reaching out to them and saying, hey, I, I we've gotten some new things in the store, would love to get on a video call with you so I can show you them, talk to you about what you've got going on, what you're looking for, what you need. If it's not something we have, I'm happy to go look for it. So that the, the it's sort of more of a one-on-one conversation that the retailer is seeking, not waiting for the customer to say, I have a need, but reaching out to the customer and saying, you know, based on your previous history of buying, we just got these in, thought you might be interested in them. And between that verbal conversation and video, you know, there can be real a real connectivity I guess along the personalized journeys, we could also insert social media as part of that that journey. Uh, how do you advise, you know, especially retail clients, what to do with social media? How often to do it? The kinds of posting that you should do? I mean, should you should you be blatantly out there selling your product? Should you be more community focused? How do you attack yeah. that? So no, you should not be out there selling your product. I think what you should be doing is using social media to do like Facebook lives where you show people how to do something or you, you know, bring in an expert and have them share some sort of a tip where you give valuable information, information that is valuable to your customers it means you have to know them, but information that they can then take. So for example, this is a silly example, but you sell scarves. You know what? Do a Facebook live and show people how to repurpose their scarves or how to tie their scarves or, you know, whatever it is, get involved in the community. If you're already involved in the community, share information about that, share share pictures. I don't think people have to be posting a lot. I think that's a misunderstanding of social media. I think they need to be posting consistently and their content has to be relevant to their audience. So they want to think about what information would be valuable to them. And believe me, it is not whatever you have in your shop that you're hoping to sell. You know, it's what's attached to that. It's what do they do with that? Do you have a tip? Do you have a suggestion? Do you have do's and don'ts? Diane, in your role as as, as a consultant, I, I'm sure you've replaced a consultant or two at a company uh, along the way. So just stepping out from our, our, our sales and, and retail uh, discussion here a little bit. Just wanted to ask you if you could share with us some reasons that companies decided to change their consultant. Sure. Um, from the experiences I've had, there are a couple of reasons. One is that the consultant sold them a, you know, what sounded like a really great package, but sort of dumped it at their doorstep and weren't you know, there's this old thing about consultants. We tell you what to do and then we go away. But that's not really what people are looking for. And it's not what they're being told that they're going to get. So they spend all this money and then it's do it yourself. And they 
still don't know how to do whatever it is that they hired the consultant for. And so they sort they feel like they um, were sold a bill of goods. Another reason that I have had people, you know, come to me after a previous client experience is because they didn't really feel like the client was helping them get where they needed to go. The consultant wasn't asking like the right kinds of questions that were really getting to the root of whatever the problem was, wasn't providing really tangible, relevant suggestions on on what the client could do, wasn't they were doing the more telling them what they wanted to hear instead of telling them what they needed to hear kind of thing Mm. and wasn't holding them accountable. Accountability is a huge thing with a consultant these days. You know, most of the people who come to me want their feet held to the fire. What they will say to me is I may not do what I promised I would do up until an hour before I know we're going to meet. And then I know I have to do it because I'm going to be talking to you and you're going to ask me about it. And I want to be able to say that I did it. You know, so there's this partnership that needs to exist that, that some people find they just don't have. Last question I have for you, Diane, today is, is kind of a, a, of a wrap up on what you see on the horizon. What's the next big thing in the world of sales? What are you talking to your clients about? What, what, what are you getting them ready for or opening their eyes for? Well, this may sound a little strange, but my opinion is, and and from everything I'm seeing, that the trend is going toward getting very individually connected with clients, whether you sell B2B or B2C, really getting in there and learning as much as you can about them, about what they need as it relates to what you do, but also what they need as it doesn't relate to what you do. And being that partner with their client, not expecting it the other way, but but really being a problem solver for their client on a on a greater scale so that that relationship is deeper, is more sustainable, is longer term, and opens up a lot more opportunity than the way sales has been in the past with you know, getting the business and then moving on. Gotcha. Well, Diane, this has been fun and informative. I really want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Good questions. Can you tell me where people can find some more information about you and perhaps um, even contact you for any uh, personalized guidance? Sure. Thank you for asking that. Uh, The best thing to do is to go to my website, helbigenterprises.com. They can schedule a complimentary 30-minute phone consultation. They can sign up for my newsletter. They can see, you know, what I've got going on and and where I'm going to be next and learn more about what I do. Wonderful. Thanks again. And uh, to the audience, I will add uh, some of that contact information here in the show's episodes notes. Thanks again, Diane. Really appreciate it. I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions. And uh, thanks again for joining us today. And don't forget to subscribe to the Advictorium Salesforce Simplified podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on them all. And as always, our next episode is just around the corner. You've been listening to Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ed Victorium Solutions. 